Chapter Twenty Six of Tilda Jane's Orphans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Tilda Jane's Orphans by Marshall Saunders. Chapter Twenty Six A Cottage of Gentility. One evening, three weeks after Perletta had been boarding in the Dilson family, Grandpa announced his intention of going for a drive. I'm sorry, Dad. I can't take you, said Hank. There's a fellow coming to see me soon after supper, and I said I'd be around the barn somewhere. I can drive myself, said Grandpa stoutly. You can, but you can't, replied Hank mildly. Do you think I'd trust you to those rheumatic hands in case of an accident? No, sir. You're too valuable yet to lose. You'll have to take one of the girls. Grandpa looked first at Tilda Jane, then at Perletta. He would rather have the little girl, but the big girl was a better driver and was stronger to hold in the powerful milkweed. Perletta, he said shortly, you will go with me hank winked at poacher who at the mention of a drive had stood on his hind legs and was pawing the young man's chest dad's a funny fellow isn't he he said in the dog's ear orders a border round like a coachman and the border don't mind come on help me harness when grandpa and perletta drove down the road half an hour later in hank's neat black buggy with handy andy tucked in between them and poacher running behind hank turned to tilda jane with one of his explosive laughs isn't that dad a great case pon my word i believe he's getting fond of perletta tilda jane's eyes were twinkling does money always make a difference she asked i mean does it always make folks nice i guess usually it makes them harder he said but certainly in perletta's case it has toned her down wonderful she don't see a fight now unless it hugs her so tight she can't get away from it she doesn't seem so ugly looking either said the little girl pausing in her occupation of washing out cup towels to gaze thoughtfully at the sunny western sky it's her expression that has changed said hank when she used to roll out that under lip she was a sight i say sissy you'll worry those things all to rags scrubbing them like that hang the things out on the line and come sit down and look at the new house very well she said laconically and hanging out her towels and carefully pouring the soapy water on some nasturtions planted in a tub to keep them out of handy andy's way she followed hank to a seat on the small grass plot in front of their new house the frame was up now and boarded in the carpenters were doing their work faithfully and hank never tired 
in his minute supervision of every detail it's gonna be a pretty snug nest he said admiringly now ain't it tilda i tell you by november we'll be glad to sit round a good fire inside those walls tilda jane smiled and drawing a roll of knitting from her apron pocket began to heel one of grandpa's woolen socks i'm getting this ready for winter she said holding it up hank looked round about them at the luxuriant vegetation of gardens roadside and river bank this was a fertile little spot one of the most fertile by the ciscasset river and it seemed strange in the glowing beauty of this summer evening to be thinking of winter storms and cold hank said tilda jane suddenly who are the touraines and as she spoke her eyes went from her knitting across the green hedge separating them from their neighbor's house on the left the dolliver's pretty cottage hank always called it the cottage of gentility and was in the habit of quoting in its connection southey's lines in the devil's walk he passed a cottage with a double coach house a cottage of gentility and he owned with a grin that his favorite sin is pride that apes humility it certainly had a large stable and carriage house and it certainly had been occupied mostly by broken-down gentlefolks captain dolliver and his wife who were going to leave it had been what hank called army folks and stuck up they rarely associated with their neighbors and the dillsons had been glad to hear that they were to move away and live with a son the two reigns repeated hank when tilda jane asked him the question the two reigns bless the child if any one knows about them your humble servant ought to when their father died mr waysmith was left sole executor with precious little to execute but there's a great to-do made about what there is and he often sends me there on errands is there a large family inquired tilda jane medium sissy medium and he smiled in amusement first there's aunt melindy the head of the family a glorious old maid of sixty with one tiny crack in her worn-out brain i was waiting for her in the parlor the other day and opened a book of bird pictures she ran in screaming and slammed the pages together saying the birds would all fly away if i left the book open i dare say that worried her said tilda jane soberly course it did but she is such a good old soul that she soon forgave me they're poor you know and she tries to save has only one tooth left in her head carries the rest round tied up in a corner of her handkerchief hoping that a day will come when she can afford a set of artificials what a sore thing that must be 
said tilda jane can't any of her friends give her some teeth she wouldn't have em sissy she's proud in her way who are the rest of the family asked the young girl curiously next to the aunt comes her nephew bertrand he paints a little plays a little but don't bring in the dollars they call him downtown the general purpose young saphead with a muskrat income and sealskin ambitions you might give him a job painting the new house said tilda jane benevolently hank hung his head over the back of his seat and began to laugh softly i can see myself offering bertrand terrain the job of painting our house wouldn't he stare a paralyzing stare he paints pictures sissy not houses and he has a sister hasn't he asked tilda jane dropping her knitting and holding out her arms to una who was trying to crawl on her lap a sister yes the dancing star denise the will-o'-the-wisp the admired of all the idle young fellows about town is she idle too no i don't think so she's a gay tricksy sort of girl gives music lessons to help out their income she's engaged to rich young vereker but his folks ain't willing for him to marry her cause she's poor i don't know how they'll figure it out is that all the family asked tilda jane no there's a baby half-sister to denise and bertrand the cutest thing about two and a half years old won't talk a word but tells you everything in dumb show then beside the baby there's the servant girl old faisal merithu the glummest foxiest old party in maine looks me up and down as if she didn't know how to class me calls me that young man isn't there any one else in the family no except the dog mary wags what are you so particular about knowing all i have to say of the tourains cause they're comin to live in that house said tilda jane solemnly and she pointed to the dolliver's cottage you don't mean to say so exclaimed hank abandoning his lolling attitude and sitting up straighter the tourains are yes mr waysmith was here to-day with a young lady going over the cottage i was away and you were away but he saw grandpa and perletta and he said the young lady would be willing to teach perletta anything she wanted to know well i declare that beats me exclaimed hank and perletta said there was a little child with them continued tilda jane with deep feeling and it had blue eyes and curly hair just think hank of living next door to what i've longed for all my life they're all as pretty as a picture said hank except aunt melindy and faisal 
i say that's a great thing for proletta to have a young lady like miss terrain teach her do you think perletta will ever make much of herself hank asked tilda jane wistfully hank looked all round him as if fearful that someone might overhear do you know what dad said to me last night about her said he you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear not elegant but what's the case and what did you say asked the little girl shrewdly said i dad you can make silk purses out of anything nowadays there ain't no limit to human ingenuity tilda jane smiled but now hank do you really and truly think that perletta could ever be what she wants to be a real lady she can be a real lady as far as goodness and proper behavior goes said hank for she's certainly improving fast but she's got to get that silly idea of having white hands knocked out of her head and i guess the dancing star is just the one to knock it out she'll razzle dazzle you till you don't know where you are i have no idea of being anything but a good housekeeper said tilda jane steadily and loving my neighbor and not being tricky and trying to eat right and act right and not have to fight a jumpy life frightens me hank tittered you can fight in the open or in the underbrush if you're hard-pressed but you don't enjoy it i'll tell you what tilda it would be a fine thing if miss Turane would teach you with perletta you'd like it better than going to school and she's had a fine education i know for i've seen the bills i'd love that said tilda jane with ill-concealed joy is she fresh from school yes she's only nineteen she's been in new york and europe and i don't know where i guess mr waysmith must have paid for it all he and her father were great chums tilda we'll find out about this teaching when miss terrain comes but mind now you go slow when they move in i'm scared of these falling aristocrats they're like mules and often give you a kick when you least expect it you've a good heart and will be inclined to trot over with offers of help you let me run things all right hank said the young girl meekly end of chapter twenty six recording by john brandon